If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. All right, Mind Pump listeners, you're going to hear us talking to... Uh, a compelling fucking story, let uh, me tell you, dude. I'm Justin, One of Justin's rivals from high school, uh, Wally Rizaki. This is a... This story, I didn't understand. I didn't believe. I didn't realize how, the, the the. Listen, the, the I'm blood, not very the, good at selling it. The no, boy, you the, fucking suck. He comes yeah. in. I know. God damn it. He comes in and tells the story. That's why I wanted to have him on the show. It's I why, suck at it. It made it better that way. Yeah. It made it much better that uh, Justin is a terrible storyteller. <laughs> and <laughs> but you guys know that because you know we Sal and I were like you know fuck dude we're so busy right now we can't be doing this extra interview what's tell me you you didn't what's the story all about like it sounds cool whatever you know you know but man. Yeah. Getting a chance, compelling. To, yeah, getting the chance to listen to somebody who actually knows how to tell a story was just like <laughs> son of a bitch. Took so, it to a whole nother level. Listen, for I'll sure. get better. So <laughs> ba- don't even worry. basically, uh, they had a high school football game championship. They tied. That was it. Twenty years later, rematch. A bunch of dudes in their late thirties. Uh, but there's a lot more to the story. Um, prepare yourself for one of the more uh, exciting, compelling interviews. Uh, that I think Mind Pump has had. So without any further ado, here's Wally Rizaki talking about... Um, you can find this- him too, or you can you can find him on his uh, Instagram. That's right, thank oh, you. Oh, let's get him some yeah. followers. He needs them. Yeah. <laughs> Justin loves okay, guys. Yeah, SOV football rules. Yeah, uh, at Tap Out uh, Wally. So you can so find... at Tap Out Wally on Instagram. Um, so here we are interviewing Wally Rizaki. There you go. See? I never thought I'd be sitting Starting. in a room with this guy, Justin Andrews. Uh, no? <laughs> Yeah. That's what a, I thought the first time I sat in a room with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who's this guy? I never I've sat of... in too many rooms with him. Yeah. You, you know what I'm all about. I'm getting tired of seeing his face, actually. <laughs> We're still in the honeymoon phase, though, so I don't That's mind right. him yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen any of his bad habits yet? Yeah. Nope. Oh, he hasn't wow. seen me naked. None of that stuff. Oh, so yeah. We're good. Wow. Yeah. I fucking, first day I met you, <laughs> saw you naked. And I haven't felt the I'm strength fast. yet either. I don't yeah. know how strong it's because he couldn't tackle me all game. Oh, that's oh, funny. Because oh. uh, I didn't have to because you guys got nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you never even made it to me, bro. Damn. Yeah. I never made it past the lightest curve. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. very true. Well, it's you, hard, you, it's you uh, stuff that, re- that so, fucking running dude, game. Dude, I, I want to hear all about, first of all, the little background. Uh, so how do you guys know each other? What's the deal? Uh, because Justin, we talked about this on an episode yeah. about, about the game that you played. Yeah, I brought Wally on because um, you know, uh, what he basically started this whole rivalry game. Um, so and, go wait, go back. Like, what? Yeah, how yeah, did, yeah. What was this? Yeah, what are you talking about, bro? Come well, on. Well, I was involved in like what I thought was initially like an alumni game, and it was uh, it was a lot more than that. Uh, a couple of my friends kind of texted me like, "Hey, this is what's going on," you know. Uh, we've been talking back and forth with, uh, you know, this guy from Harbor, like our, our rival Wally, you know, we played back in the day. There was, a, um, basically we tied, uh, for a co-championship and, uh, I, I kind of want Wally to describe like the drama and like how this all led up to this point. But what uh, year is this? This is 1996, 1996. And then mm-hmm. what are the two schools? San Lorenzo Valley, which Justin went to, which was the sort of powerhouse of, uh, of Santa Cruz for years. And then Harbor high, which is sort of the, I can't believe they're undefeated this year. Mm. Uh, oh, so of, you were the Cinderella team. Yeah. yeah we yeah. were the bunch of surfer kids that had 25 guys in the team that kind kind of went to workouts once a week. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, what was known as the 6am workout that committed, 
hardworking program. The badass. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> so the, Justin, the Justin, let him Justin, talk. sorry, go ahead. <laughs> if yeah. I may, I'll do a little more, a little more justice to that original game, but it was a dark and cloudy, rainy day. Okay. Yeah. See, I, he was going to, I wanted him to go into the drama because, you know, I know that's what Harbor's all about. <laughs> Getting into the drama of everything. This is hilarious. Yeah. No, so, so 1996, 1996, it's a championship game. It's a big deal for us because, you know, even though it's not a huge football city, the game was on television oh, and uh, it was, um, it was a big deal for us. And uh, we both came into the game undefeated um, and it was our, on our home field. And we were, we, we were the passing offense, the sort of spread offense. I was number one quarterback in the league. They were the, you know, pound them, you know, kind of, you know, hit them in the mouth, kind of run, run them over kind of offense. And uh, it was a great matchup. And so it just, it was a great game to start. It was, it was back and forth. And um, the game comes to the dramatic end and it's a 14, 14 tie. And now it's raining. And uh, I'm going to give you these details because it matters in this, Kind of do it, man. I'm getting kind of goosebumps. Epic moment. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was a fantastic. So, game. so we came out kind of surprised them. I passed for about 170 yards in the first half. Oh shit! A lot of fakes, a lot of a lot of bootlegs. They were so frustrated in the second half. It starts to rain, and they really start pounding us. And I passed for about 20 yards in the second half, and now it's tied. And there's a bunch of confusion. And by the way, San Lorenzo Valley, their school, they brought more fans than we had. This community, this whole city, they really give a shit. Right. Mm -hmm. So the fans are up in arms. They're not leaving. No one wants to go home. But in 1996, there was no overtime. Oh. There was no sanctioned overtime in high school. So the coaches go into the middle of the field to talk to the referees and people are waiting. And so uh, the, the referees basically said, look, it's officially a tie in the books. It's over. But if you guys want to stay and settle the score, we'll officiate one more quarter. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. No way. Mm hmm. I've never even heard of that before. I've never even heard of that. Anyway, it gets yeah. better. Keep going. Yeah. And mind you, this is all on television. So the cameras are on, the microphones are on with the referees and people are listening. And Fuck me. And so my coach looks over at me. And mind you, I'm about 150 pounds in high school, soaking wet, same height. And I'm beat up. And I'm surprised that we're tied at this point. They had missed a field goal to win it. They dropped a pass in the end zone to win it. They, I mean, we were barely hanging on. So I just looked at my coach and I just said, coach, I'm done. Let's just take the tie. And I walked away. And Oh, so that feels unfinished. Mm. Well, to me, it felt very finished. We were co-champs. We just beat the you know the powerhouse in a way, yeah. in my mind. Like right. no one thought we'd even right. have a chance. Right. right. And so, of course, they were throwing helmets and you know, <laughs> call a foul and this kind of thing. And <laughs> so in my mind, it's sort of like, look, this way we both win, you know, and and no one has the pressure feeling like they lost. But really, the truth was that I just didn't want to lose the game. I didn't think we could beat them at that point. Mm -hmm. I thought the momentum was all going their way. And the, the last score they had was me throwing a pick six. Mm. Not to Justin. Don't get excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, we won't. But uh, <laughs> so it was over and it was done. And, you know, so, you know, the papers were like they were in tears. We, oh, well, we were in cheers. And it just kind of <laughs> yeah. went on and on. And it became this kind of legendary thing of like, Harbor quit and SLV didn't, but it never bothered us. It never, because we were just like, look, if we had won by a point, who would care? Who uh, would be talking about it right uh, now? Right? Who won the next year? We don't know. Who won the year after that? Well, probably SLV did every year. This has all the <laughs> makings of a fucking yeah. movie. So, so what happens is about two years ago, 
you know, I've gone on to, you know, just like all of us, we've all, you know, built lives. So I moved to LA, started making movies. I made about a dozen films. Won Sundance, made a couple shows, we're on TV. We'll go into that later. Though. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want to get into that. Is, like, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. happy with my life. And I still have all the records on my school for playing football for quarterback, right? So I kind of feel like I've left my mark. But every time every time it comes up on social media, which is often because we're all, we're all connected, there's like this asterisk, this like dark cloud. Of like, <laughs> oh, but they quit, but they quit. And then finally, um, talk about the the antagonists, the the people that really prodded you about yeah. uh, the quitting element there. Yeah. So yeah. then, so then, this little innocent Facebook post two years ago turns into this. Oh, this guy's the worst kind of example. We, you know, we teach our kids not to be like him. He quits when it's oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> They went dark. Oh, dude. they went dark. They yeah. went like leave it take- to a Facebook troll. Oh, it's, yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. It's hilarious. And uh, for the first time in almost twenty years, it bothered me because then you start, you know, this is where where it gets deep. You start thinking about well, you know, I had a really happy marriage for years, and that mm-hmm. ended. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Yeah, and it's like I didn't ruin it, but I didn't fight for it either. So maybe I kind of <laughs> oh, took the easy way oh out. Oh man! All these things are compiling. Yeah, yeah. One of your movies yeah. falls apart. You're like, well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ruin the movie, but I did, but I didn't try to fix it either. And then you're like, is that me? Is that who I was in high school? Oh and man! I didn't lose the game, but I didn't want to keep playing. Right. And so I had one of the Jerry Maguire moments. You know, it's like you know, stay up all night, write like a, a uh, write a mission statement. And I challenge these dudes to a rematch. And I wake up to about 250 comments of like parents and alumni and people who weren't even at the game, like being like, this is, this is, you know, like what life is all about. You guys proved who you are. And I'm like, holy shit, people still care. (laughs) And everyone's like, you can't do this. Come on. You guys are 37, 38 years old. You guys can't, you know, it's impossible. You can't get everyone together to play rematch. Cause I'm like, I don't want to play an alumni game. Same players, same coaches, Mm -hmm. (laughs) full game. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, let's, like legit. let's do this. And then, yeah. you know, I talked to my teammates and I did this whole like apology. I'm like, guys, the biggest mistake was I didn't even ask them. I didn't even look to them to see what they wanted to do. I just said, I'm going to decide no. And that was my biggest regret. So it took about a year and a half, but we finally got both teams, as many players as we could, but all original players and our coaches. And we played the game July 30th at their home field, full game, full pads. Mm-hmm. And it was... We didn't know what to expect. We didn't no. know what it was going to be. You oh, know? It was epic, man. I mean, like we were like, are, are, you know, like are 10 people going to show up? Are we going to be good? Or are we yeah. going to, you know, so were people actually going to put forth the effort like yeah. they did back then? Because that's what I was worried about. A bunch of fat slobs, you know, moving around. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> out of shape and huffing. And it was just going to be a sad sight, right? Well, well, also, there's all these logistics that people don't realize. Where do you get the helmets? That's true. Where do you true. get the insurance? Yeah. You know, I mean, who's going to fly the people in from Colorado and Texas and referees? Yeah, everything. yeah. You know, some people have jobs, some people can afford it, some people are broke, some people are in rehab. Mm-hmm. But that's what it became. It wasn't about the game; it was about the guys, about yep. where we were, and doing something that had never been done, which is reuniting with a team that really mattered to you and having the same goal again, just because you want to. Mm-hmm. And we did the research. This has never been done before. You know, you people have written about it. There's even a movie, 1986, Robin Williams, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell, exact same storyline. Robin Williams drops a touchdown in high school, ruins his whole city and his whole town. Kurt Russell becomes a mechanic. 20 years later, he can't take the pain of being like the guy who dropped the ball. He reunites the teams and they play a rematch. And we were like, holy shit, that's our story. <laughs> Did you know that before going into no, this? I, yeah, we thought actually, that one of later, your players, right? yeah, yeah, one of your players was like, this is like, a, I was called the best of times. Uh-huh. Um, so when we when game time comes, plus we got a week of practice at our at our home fields, 
with our teammates and our coaches and and uh, that must have been fun. God, how did everybody. you organize all this? I know. I give you a lot of credit for organizing this, by the way. Thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, it, that's impressive. It pulled off. It was, <laughs> yeah, dude, it was epic. Everybody, like, left there changed. Like, no, no joke. No, there, I mean, really, he's right. I, I didn't know it was going to be that powerful, and I didn't know it was going to be that hard. There were times where I'm at home, I mean, really, like, in tears, being like, am I doing this for the wrong reasons? There are people, there are people in this team that had fights about doing this, got uninvited to each other's weddings because mm -hmm. of this. Holy shit. I mean, like friendships were tested. I've had wives still calling me being like, you have no idea what you've done. Like I see my husband in a different light, wow. you know, like I'm so proud of him or like other people are like, he was depressed. Uh, you know, one of his teammates overcame alcoholism, got his daughters back. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a guy today, I'm going to see him today after the show. Uh, one of his teams, Greg Forbes, mm. on the verge of suicide, mm -hmm. literally six months ago, openly. And he's got a lot of problems. And he just messaged me last night, by the way, and said, you gave me a reason to die happy. Damn. It's it's heavy, man. Wow. It's heavy, heavy, dude. Really heavy. And uh, and when you were when you were going into this, did you did you even fathom any of that? I mean, really, what was the desired outcome when you first said, hey, I just want to settle the score? Or did you really see all this kind of happening? The The first desired outcome for me was... I wanted to be in a huddle again with my teammates and have it matter. Mm -hmm. It's just, I mean, I don't, you know, I played football my whole life. It's one of those things you can't replicate. You mm -hmm. can't do it again. And that's what I missed. Cause I quit football to make my first movie in college and I never went back. So it was one of those, I just want to play when it matters again. And then it turned into, I want to prove to these assholes that I'm not a quitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then yeah. it turned into, I want to get my teammates to feel as excited as I feel. And then it became bigger and bigger. Like with each goal, my own got smaller, you know, because you realize that I, I mean, I couldn't do this by myself. You know, they had to step up. They had to like, you know, you know, put their jobs on hold. I mean, there were guys on their team that I just, I just found out that came out from Colorado and brought their kids and like made a vacation out of it when they really couldn't even afford to do all that stuff, but they made it happen. Mm -hmm. And so the game, let me tell you about the game. Okay. First of all, standing room only. I couldn't believe it, right? So it's like a, it's like a giant high school game again. Yeah. Wow. It's like Friday Night Lights. Yeah. yeah. That many people that came to see yeah. That yeah. many people came to see. That and is main, mainly on our side, but yeah. <laughs> only, only on their our side, to be, honest. Let's be, honest. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. But I had a lot of good resources from Hollywood that I, that I implemented, which was like a great film crew. Mm -hmm. And so we had like six big cameras. We had two drones. We have all mm -hmm. this great sound. So the game's going to be Very captured properly. Yeah. yeah. But the game itself, I mean, we step onto the field, we got 13 guys, okay? So 13 oh, dudes show up, and three of our guys canceled that morning and they got intimidated. Like, they couldn't do this. This is too, mm -hmm. too intense. We go up there, and just like high school, there are twice as many of us. I mean, they're about 24, and suited up, looking great, and we're just like, holy shit. Yeah, these dudes, on. these dudes are every day. They're six three, two ninety, and there's a <laughs> bunch of like, yeah, we're some big boys. Yeah, some big boys, and um, we get out in the field, we shake hands, do the coin toss. Justin was a captain, I was a captain. We look at each other and shake hands, and that first hit, I think I, I mean, I went flying on the sideline, probably about six or seven feet, like really, like you guys will see the video. I'm not even exaggerating, <laughs> and I get up, and I've never been hit that hard ever. And I go, dude, we're playing some real football like, oh, here. Oh, shit. This is <laughs> it's not, on. Yeah. Oh, it's on. Yeah, we came to bring it. Oh, we came to bring it. And we played and we played and we played and we banged it out. And they knock out two of our guys in the end of the first quarter. Now we got 11. Mm, I know. Yeah. Okay. I feel. Uh, Talk about dramatics. 
And, and nobody wanted to get injured. I mean, no, we, we, like, this injured. whole thing going into this, that was the big goal. It was like, let's all stay healthy. You know, let's bang it out. Let's, yeah, let's you're play all, hard. You're but, all old yeah. men now. You got yeah. kids, like, families, We got whatever. all this yeah. stuff going yeah. on, you know? Nobody yeah. wants anybody to get injured, so. And look, I want to make a note here because people are like, oh, you guys are old, you know, all this and that. And I go, I was getting so tired of people telling me like, oh, how many wheelchairs are you going to be there? Thank you. Yes. And it became this this like immediate response. And I'm hyper observant. And I'm a big social experiment kind of guy. And I noticed when people say things automatically, no matter where they are, no matter who they are. And I realized this is something people say, oh, how many wheelchairs, how many ambulances is going to be the the bone breaking game, whatever it is. And I realized it's just a reflection of themselves on us because I can't play that. So you can't. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't play a full football game. Therefore, nobody this age should be able well, to. I told, I told everybody going into this, um, like everybody told me, don't do it. You're stupid. Don't do this. You're going to get hurt. Don't mm-hmm. do this. This is sad. This is a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. I heard so many people tell me not to do it that I fucking did it mm-hmm. because I, I'm like, <laughs> fuck all you people. I'm doing this. It's, it's logical. Yeah, <laughs> It is. Well, well, the truth is you can get hurt skiing. You can get yeah, hurt mountain right. biking. No, you can get hurt skateboarding, whatever it is. But, but I realized the guys that were there are the ones that could play and wanted to play. Right. I mean, the yeah, guys that didn't show up probably didn't have it in them. You know, the, th- the thing is, especially and I'm, I, you know, uh, especially for for men, uh, there are points in our life where we have where we're challenged and call it, you know, what you will society or whatever. But as a man, you feel like, OK, here's a moment I'm going to I'm going to prove to myself that I can do this, that I'm a man. I don't care. It doesn't have to be physical. It can be anything. Mm-hmm. But there's times when you. You know, you get older or, you know, different challenges and you feel like, I don't know, can I? Can I still do what I used to do? Am I the same person? Am I an old lion now or am I a young lion like I used to be or, or doesn't even matter? And uh, when, you know, it's scary. It's scary. But when you rise to the occasion and you and, and you go for it and you accomplish it, it doesn't matter the what happened at the end. The fact that you got up and you did it. That's what's important. And uh, I think um, as men, the more of those tests you can overcome, the better uh, a person you end up becoming. Um, and it, it, it's, it's what it is. I mean, we're always told that, right? As guys, I mean, you were, you know, in high school, you're a high school kid, you're playing football. Now you're 30 something years old and everybody's, you know, and you yourself, I'm, I'm saying it like, oh man, I don't know if I could do something mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, you rose to the occasion, you guys did it. So that's freaking awesome. It's, it's something you'll never know unless you try it. And this is one of those few things you don't get the opportunity to try it. And, mm. and it's like, just like you said, you don't know until you have to do it. And so we, we just got motivated by all the naysayers mm-hmm. and the game was just, I mean, we didn't know how good the game was until afterwards, really. I mean, yeah. cause, cause, cause we're thinking like, are we good? Are we, you know, we know we're playing hard, but the crowd was sort of what, was telling us like we are playing hard and they're enjoying it. And so, so get ready for this. The game comes to an end after long heart fought battle mm. and it's tied, tied again. again. Son of a bitch. Stupid irony. I swear to God, I feel <laughs> well, like yeah, you couldn't, was, have, you couldn't have written this shit. This yeah. time, this time it's zero to zero. Yeah. Yeah. But it was one of those, well, again, it was controversial plays. Like, uh, oh, we so thought, good. yeah, we thought there was a couple touchdowns, you know, reviewing the plays there. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's, it's dramatic. Suspect. Yeah. It's very, very dramatic leading up to that. So uh, in, in just the best possible fashion, because it was like, just like high school, we kind of barely hung on. Like they had, they had me for a safety twice, but they got a penalty on it. 
You know, mm-hmm. we, we snapped the ball over my head. I was also punting. You know, they snapped the ball over my head, another penalty. Mm-hmm. So they called the safety back. You know, they dove in on the pylon, called him out of bounds. We did, I, I literally thought you paid uh, the refs, uh, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was fully aware of these things. I, I, so I made sure that their team picked the refs, by yeah. the way. So Johnny Agno and your team picked the referee. So relax right. on that. There yeah. we go. There we go. <laughs> um, Glad you, you had to clarify that. We, we made two goal line stands that I don't know how we did it against these guys. And mind you, remember, we had 11 players. So I'm playing free safety every down, quarterback Jesus. every mm-hmm. down, all of our guys every yeah. single down. And this was- You guys played hard for sure. Like you said it, Sal. I didn't know I had it in me to play defense and offense until you have to do it. And because I was thinking I was practicing that's, for, that's for months. Cr- that's crazy in your teens and 20 <laughs> to play yeah. both ways, to yeah. play both I ways. This is, this, is what fu- is. this is what fucking life is all about right here. Experiences. Yeah. It's not about sitting down and taking the fucking safe road, man. Mm-hmm. It's about taking the hard road and making shit happen and challenging yourself. And that, this is why people were so changed afterwards because a lot of people went in with doubt, did it anyway and came out mm-hmm. of it. And you're different when you challenge yourself like that, scared. Because it's scary. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. None, nobody wanted anything to do with us. Our coaches didn't want anything to do with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we we didn't have any coaches. Yeah. We were, we were, like the night before. Literally, we just put plays together, and we we only practiced like that week. Like, I mean, I maybe made like two practices leading up to this, and like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I had no idea what was going to happen. Wow, you know, it was yeah. just it was crazy. So tied, it's tied, it's tied, and so do they look at you now again and say, "Hey, do you totally. want to- <laughs> no way. Yeah, it was well, well. The funny thing oh, is, tell about that moment. Uh, well, yes, yeah, so the funny thing is, so we we stop him. I mean, they had they they blew it so bad. By the way, I just want I just want to make it very clear how bad they blew it. They were on the goal line again with like a oh minute to God. go, and they couldn't punch it in. So now we get the ball back on like the ten and like fifty seconds. So my coach comes out. We call timeout. He's like, "Look, Wally, just take a knee." We'll take this thing yeah, into overtime. Yeah. And I go, coach, first of all, anything but a knee. The crowd is going to fucking just, <laughs> I'm not going to hear the end of this for 20 oh, years. Yeah, we this is your a, moment. Yeah, I was like, can I just do a quarterback sneak? Can we just hand it off? And he's like, look, we don't want to risk a fumble. We'd rather yeah. go 10 yards, you know, trying to win the game instead of 90. And I'm arguing and my team just yells at me. So one of my linemen, he was like, Wally, take a fucking knee. We just decided. <laughs> And I swear, I just went back to high school. I was like, dude, I didn't even listen to them back oh, then, right. but I'm going to listen to you now. Whatever you say, I'll take right. the knee. And I did. And of course, the, their crowd starts oh, booing for the first time. For that. <laughs> well, oh, well they thought that we were going to walk away, mm-hmm. that we yeah. were going to take a knee and like, we're done. We're yeah. out. And of course, we couldn't. I mean, can you imagine if we oh, didn't play God, overtime? <laughs> All right, see you later. later. Especially all that buildup, oh, and then yeah. to finally do it, and then what it was all about, yeah. and then they take a knee. We'll have just have call this a tie. We'll, we'll yeah. do a rematch twenty years from now. Oh yeah, <laughs> to be continued. Twenty thirty six. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so we, yeah, so of course we agreed, and uh, at that point, you know, so many of us were so tired, we were just kind of like on autopilot. You know, it's um, war. It's war, and um, and I'll be going to overtime, and they get the, f- the ball first, and they score. And it was, I mean, God, when you see their crowd and their team, like nobody could hide how excited they were. It was like these grown men who were kind of like, ah, you know, whatever mm-hmm. y'all play. And all of a sudden they were, they just act like they just won the fucking Super Bowl, right? Yeah. <laughs> so then we get the ball and now it's our turn. You and know, you would have uh, uh, got even crazier. Than oh, for sure, that, man. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like what I'm saying is that's what 
you want to happen. That's what you wanted yeah, to happen. That just shows you how much everybody was we bought in. Everybody was 100% yeah. bought exactly. in. Yeah. And so, you know, it comes down to what every kid dreams about. What I've been playing in my head for years, literally no time left, fourth and goal. I'm in shotgun. We score, we're going to win because they missed the field goal. Oh. Uh, they missed their extra point. Mm-hmm. So we knew if we score, we're going to win this thing. I mean, final play of the game, I dropped back. And it's just like, it's all like in slow motion in my mind, you know, and uh, they have a six, seven. And then there's Ben Bright coming in. A defensive end who has fresh legs, hasn't played, you know, any offense. So six, seven just blows by my right tackle. And I try to run away from him. My, my eyes are still up. Both my receivers are on the ground, literally no one. And he just goes horizontal hats off to him because he just gave all out. Went horizontal and just knocks the ball out of my hand. I got decapitated by the other dude balls loose i'm on the ground yeah. all i hear is cheering and screaming and and it's over and all that hype and all that build up and we lose in overtime Fuck on the yeah. last play yeah. on the last play fourth and goal so on air go ahead and tell us who's champion oh my god <laughs> <laughs> what a, <laughs> amazing yeah no nah, well that was a great game look, look, i mean you think he's kidding uh, like i haven't even like Realize I probably have a concussion at that point. Their teammates pick me up. So when are you going to uh, take the co off our championship? It's like right things? away. Like huh? right away. They're just like, <laughs> so when are you know we when are you going to get the tattoo? When are you going to do yeah. that? And I'm just like, what just happened? Did uh, we just lose? Yeah. And they're all. It's over, buddy. Yeah, it's over. And um, but immediately, immediately. I mean, I'm talking like I'm not exaggerating. These guys, I didn't know Justin at all. They really didn't like me over all these years. Like they genuinely <laughs> we make targets these. out of people though. You got to realize. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like our. Our flavor is like we pick people out. If you're decent, right? If you're a good player on your team, yeah, you know you're a target, and so you know you you just fit that profile. Somebody who we need to destroy. You know, I realized, <laughs> I realized, like as adults, we have so many like misunderstandings of mm-hmm. these people. Like, like we grew up really thinking like, oh, these are like the hicks from the mountains. Yeah, these yeah. no, for real. Sure, no, that's it's true. like we, you know, you're oh, the surfer trash. You know. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, the reason they were so mad is because they got nothing going on in life, and that's why they're so mad about the game, about the overtime. I mean, that's how <laughs> right. we, that's how we think. Like, oh, that was yeah, play the role. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, yeah. like, even though, like, I didn't mean to, but that's really kind of how I felt. I'm like, well, of course they're pissed because they got nothing else going on in life, right. right? Yeah. And then when the game was over, there was this respect that we felt from them. I mean, a lot of those guys were in tears too. You know like happy tears and enjoy. And it, all of a sudden it was just like, like this big weight off our shoulders. Yeah. And everyone was just like, dude, fuck, we did it. We like, hugged it out. Oh, we hugged it out so yeah. much. And, uh, and, well, I mean, yeah. J- Justin had, uh, when he came back, he, he's not, you know, he doesn't express himself, uh, quite, uh, uh, uh like, like you do. Eloquently. Like you're telling us all de- details, stuff like mm-hmm. he comes back. I'm you not can, a storyteller. You mm-hmm. can tell, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that there was definitely, uh, um, you know, life changing, uh, you know, moment for him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he had nothing but respect for, uh, the, for your team, mm-hmm. um, for what you guys did said, spoke very highly of you, uh, of the entire experience. Um, and you know, Justin, he doesn't say something unless he means it. Um, and so, right. I mean, me and Adam knew, you know, like this is, this was a, a, a big deal, but oh, especially I, when he went into, you know, I knew when he started talking about the way, just the way it was filmed, mm. I was so impressed with the setup that he was like, he was to no, bro, listen, they had this. I'm like, damn, you guys do. You guys went all out. So you mm-hmm. literally captured this like a motion picture. It sounds like. Yeah. I mean, because the filmmakers that I was lucky enough to get, they're not football guys. They're not f- film guys. In fact, uh, his name is Michael Abbott, great executive producer, but he created 
he does all the content for uh for like Coachella mm. and like these great you know like dramatic documentaries all around the world he's doing uh like Olympic boxing movie right now and so he's a storyteller so they were like yeah yeah, yeah the game's cool it's about you guys it's about the reactions it's about the intensity mm-hmm. it looks like an NFL films sort of uh game because there's all these close-ups oh, yeah. and slow motion slow and motion. The film cameras um you know you know stuff that you just miss when you're watching the game uh but it was really interesting because usa today covered it and nbc sports covered it they came out and filmed us and stuff and i wasn't planning on doing any publicity on this until it was over and maybe like a few months down the road when we packaged the project but usa today did something really special in my opinion they didn't mock it number one they didn't mm. like, oh, these old guys, Al Bundy's or Uncle mm-hmm. Rico's trying to relive their dreams. <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> you, know? you heard that. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, God, yeah. I don't know how many times I've been called Uncle Rico, but right? can't really blame people because yeah. I really was like Uncle Rico. I carried a football <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um, but what they said was really special. They said uh, it was sloppy at times, but the way they played, how hard they played, it showed that this was really different. And they said, we hope this inspires other people to call your teammates, call your classmates, and even if you don't play a game, get together and do something yeah. because you can't replicate that camaraderie. And, you know, for USA Today and these national people to like to recognize that from just that one high school game, it was uh, it was kind of special. You know? Well, and also, I mean, I kind of wanted to talk to about it because of what's going on today with sports and, and this bubbled society of, of how they're demonizing all these contact sports and all these different things. And. And it just just looking at this film and what you've already captured, it shows like what this does to people, how it impacts their life, what kind of relationships you build from it. Um, it's it's so much deeper than that, and people just uh, dismiss all that because they're they're so afraid and, and cautious of their their child having some kind of traumatic experience. Where it's actually the opposite, you know. Especially in my uh, experience, like I I wouldn't change it for the world going through uh, contact sports. So well, football is very unique too. Yeah, when you think about that sport of all football sports, is as close to war it, as you can it, get. It, exactly, it definitely. There, there's, war, it's. Yeah. I mean, and I, when I was a I was a basketball player, so there is that there is that team sense too. But there's something to be said about football where you know another man's job, you rely on him to do his job at his best to protect you or to make sure that you can complete your job. And mm-hmm. there's such this. I mean, you have so much trust. Responsibility. Yeah, responsibility yeah. and trust and the, the, the connection that you have to make is, I don't know if you can compare that to any other sport. I mean, football well, does share that. I think it's it's unique and special in itself. Well, so. I tell you what, you know, we live in a, a very safe, bubble-wrapped society. Um, we walk around, for the most part, if you're lucky, um, and you live in a, in a modern society, without fear of being assaulted and th- without fear of major violence. Food is, you know, plentiful. Um, but we forget that we're, we evolved from, you know, uh, we're animals and, uh, there are certain things you get out of experiencing that and, uh, sports, especially very physical sports like football or even fighting, boxing, wrestling, um, where you, you, you get to feel that. And people always, that primal I, instinct. Well, that primal instinct, but also there's, you know, look, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's not debatable. You know, men evolved. Uh, for the soul, per- I mean, we all we all start the same as a fetus, and and, and you know, there's a bur- burst of testosterone that turns the fetus into a male, or it stays female if it doesn't get that. But we evolved to hunt, go to war, and protect, and those things are largely gone. And so, uh, I think as men, 
we evolved bonding over those types of things. You know, you you don't the kind of bonds you create with other men that you compete with and fight with and or go to war go to with. war with is uh, it's unbreakable. Um, and people always, I hear people making fun of fighters, for example, after the end of the fight, mm. these two guys who hate each other, who've been talking shit this entire time, just tried to kill each other, and now they're hugging each other, mm-hmm. and they show each other respect. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I, I, there's very few moments in life where you can do that, where you can actually experience that. Um, and you guys got to experience, uh, you got to relive it again um, as, you know, well, and prob- men who are, you know, now we're older and we can't do that anymore, but you did. Yeah, but most importantly, when probably why it was so powerful, which I'd love for you to touch on is being older now, you have a different probably look at it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you experienced that as a, yeah. as a teenager, but the appreciation for it and the understanding of what we're talking about right now probably didn't resonate the same sure. way as yeah. it did as a 35 year old man, right? I mean, 100%. I would, right. That's got to be like that. You guys now, a lot of people or a lot of men probably at this age are, are a little bit more self aware. Uh, than what they were when they were that age and then probably being able to pull yourself away from it and look at the big picture of it, right? Yeah, you, you drive a Ferrari as a teenager, then again, when you're 38, you're going to really appreciate it more. You're going to go, same Ferrari, same sure. exhilaration, but you're going to be so grateful and you're going to know how unique it is and how rare it is that you get to do that. And as adults, that's what it was. And the game, like I said, was great, but it was the practice. It was the lacing up. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen footage of Justin he hasn't seen yet of their practices afterwards, they all hang out for, for 30 minutes just shooting the shit, just talking yeah. and laughing and just, you know, they're in half pads and sitting on the field and you just go, that's the stuff we used to do that we didn't understand how special it was. And, <clears throat> but the comparison to war, I mean, obviously it's not, it's not war, but it is the closest thing. It is that metaphor because your goal is to dominate that other team, to, to inflict pain on them. Mm-hmm. And you all agree that, that you have the same goal. When else in life are you going to have that kind of goal with, with strangers that are completely different then? Right. It's, so it's like the only reason we're there is because we have one goal, one shared goal together. And that's to beat these guys, like literally dominate them physically and beat them. And, you know, as an adult, when you get to do it at that level, you know, it, you're just like happy about your physical, you know, like it just makes you, it just makes you like, like he said, he got laid that night, the best he has in years, you know, his, <laughs> his, his wife, I fi- bet everybody this guy. Yeah, yeah. His wife finally let him touch her, you know, <laughs> listen, yeah. listen I mean, I will admit that I told you that out of privacy, by the way, okay? it was epic sex. Okay. It stays between us. Don't tell anyone. I'm not yeah. alone with that though. I bet you, everybody you ask any of those guys. I bet everybody got laid. Oh, you know why? Because right. she never saw like me play any kind of sport. Like neither did obviously my kids didn't. So um, that was what was so impactful for me. It was just like this uh, seeing my wife in the stands, you know, and seeing my my oldest was out on the sidelines actually, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he was just sitting there watching. Then he grabs a football and he's just watching, and I could just tell he's just absorbing. You know, you're what his was hero, going on. man. Yeah, you're, you're his hero, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and, and it's. I no, no greater I, feeling. Exactly, and I don't think I'll ever have that, uh, you know, moment again. Like I, I won't ever be able to to share that. You know, I, I'm a father. I got two kids, and there's no greater feeling than to, to feel like your child's hero. Mm. Yeah, as a, for as a man, it's just when you know when you feel like you're their hero. It's just. I'll tell my son stories and he'll just look at me like, yeah. tell me more stories about, you know, yeah, like whatever. he started telling, 
telling all his friends at school and, and you know, he'll bring it up randomly to like random people. My dad played in this football game. And, you know, he just like brings it up at the coffee shop. So, you know, I, it was rad, you know, it was something that was really cool. And, and, you know, just the footage that it just captured everything. That's like, you know, I didn't have any of my, like, I don't have really good footage of when I played college or when I played, you know, during my high school career. And so it was just like, it, it, it was just special because now I can kind of, <laughs> I can just like have all this like really cool footage that uh, captures, you know, what it was all about. So what's the plans with this, uh, with this film? What, what do you plan on doing with it? Because you've had a lot of interest. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And, and plus we were rolling cameras for about six months before the game following different oh, wow, guys and mm. um you know going into you know you know our lives and our backgrounds and um and also like not knowing if this was going to happen we really like that thursday before the game we were short on helmets mm -hmm. and the guys from shut you know came through and, and you know all very dramatic stuff you know so they sent like last minute helmets they made our decals for us and um and, uh, you know, the, the reason we played at their field, because I didn't want to play there. We were going to play at the local college in neutral territory. Yeah. In the last minute, their athletic director gets fired and we get we get booted out for a soccer tournament. And so no, there's no place to play. Oh, and they're shit. like, you, oh, we could play here if you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our field's available. Yeah. Come to <laughs> and, our town. And again, just like a plot twist in a movie, right? It's like, now we got to play there. Yeah. Um, but the the idea with the project now is that there's so much good content. Um, I didn't know what it was going to be till the game happened. Right. And uh, we had already gotten an offer from spike TV. Cause I had, uh, you know, created a show that was on spike a while back. It's called fourth and long with Michael Irving and the Cowboys. Um, but there was no guarantee to go to series. And then I also created a show called the Michael Vick project um, that was on BET. And that's what, you know, that's when you learn like, Oh, 10 episodes means 10 paychecks. All right. That's pretty cool. You know, that's, uh, and yeah, and you learn about how the TV industry works, how cable companies, which you think are kind of low level, like BET and stuff, they pay a lot of money for this content. Hmm. And that was never the goal in the first place to make a show that came later, but it's justified with these stories. Cause the game, like I said, would be like episode eight or nine mm -hmm. and everything else is the lead up, you know, what we're going through to get there. Um, so what we're doing now is um, we've had some initial meetings with some big agencies down there and, you know, um, CAA and ICM and those guys. And they, they just love it. They absolutely love it because just like you guys, like everything you're saying, the guys in the suits are saying, you know, mm -hmm. oh, when they hear about this, um, I took, um, we were filming during the Super Bowl last year and uh, I took a couple of their players to the Super Bowl with me. And that was, you know, it was on camera. So I wanted to kind of have this moment of like, kind of like fish out of water for them. Cause you know, again, in my mind, they're like the, you know, like the hillbillies mm -hmm. who, who never do anything fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we wanted to, so I wanted the to badass, kind of, really strong hillbillies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who, who's wearing a flannel yeah. and athletic shorts yeah. to work. Yeah. Cause we're not uh, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, we're winners. He's all, he, he's sporty on the bottom and, and awesome on the top and chopping wood thanks, on top I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah. wearing a baseball hat back what's going on over there by the way what is, what is happening hey, um, just i'm not gonna pick you apart <laughs> yeah. it's gonna get ugly no, so, it already is ugly no, so, yeah. sorry sorry um but uh when we were at the super bowl party um you know we're 
seeing Troy Aikman and we're seeing all these big famous agents and like celebrities and Chuck Liddell. And, and I know a lot of these guys, you know, just from the work that I do. And so to see these guys, I mean, they're kind of like jaws on the floor and, but everyone, including like the governor of North Carolina, for example, was so excited about this rematch. And he's telling Nate Beck, who's his teammate. And wow. Oh my God. Between you two, like it's hilarious. Like Nate Beck and and Wally both like this dynamic between the two of them is hilarious. Like, yeah. So he was one of the main instigators, right? As far as like the, the uh, social media warfare stuff. Yeah. They definitely had their own Wally on their team that, made it possible, you know, because he he put us all together. Yeah. So, so I took their sort of like, you know, captain figure and, you know, we're, we don't have to fake it, but we're, we're totally yin and yang and opposite, you know? Um, But here's the governor of North Carolina shaking his hand, taking a, like a picture with Nate talking about this rematch. Oh, I've heard of this rematch. Oh yeah. Uh, General so-and-so general Anthony Tata from the army. General Anthony Tata was mentioning it. Wow. And, and I whispered to Nate, I go, Hey, I'm glad you're here because you wouldn't have believed me, you know, if I told you this. And he goes, yeah. you're right. I wouldn't have believed you. And um, and that's when it dawned on him. I think, wow, this people think this is fascinating. And then uh, the producer of uh, Remember the Titans and uh, Varsity Blues and Radio, all those great movies. He was there. Mike Tolan. He's now the CEO of Mandalay Sports. And I'm that guy that'll walk up to someone during dinner be like, excuse me, sorry to bother you, but I got a question, you know? Right on. You crashed um, a wedding. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah uh, you You're know, that guy. But I'm that guy. That's how I found my success is you just ask and usually the answer is something that you want to hear, you know? But so I, I go to Mike Tolan, I give him like the 30 second pitch. You know, we haven't played yet, but I told him the premise. And he was like, do you have original game footage? And I said, yeah, I was on TV. We have everything. He said, well, come into my office and I want to, I want to see that. That sounds, wow. that sounds interesting. And so we knew early on there's something really special about this. And so <clears throat> I think personally, I think this is going to be like a six to eight part series about rivalries and rematches. And our story will be season one. Oh, I see. And then I think season two, you want to build this into another great story somewhere else that deserves country. a rematch or deserves Brilliant. Like a second chance yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and on and on and on. So, uh, we, you know, cause at first I was like, maybe ours is the first hour, like the first episode, but, there's just too much there. There's a lot. First there. season. First season. Have brilliant. You, well, you're, 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 that's actually brilliant business. Well, have you ever heard of a company called Flow Sports? No. They, they reached out to me about a year. It was my shit. It's mm-hmm. been almost two years ago. And uh, I started to dive into them a little bit. But they, this is kind of what they do. They're, uh, they go around and they find these stories that... You know, or just it reminds me too of kind of kind of like you know ESPN's Thirty for Thirty, or right. like you know they find these great stories that no one would ever hear of because that person never became super famous or they never won the main title. You know, or they'll follow. Yeah, we're the, not pro athletes. They'll follow mm-hmm. the story of the person who like mm-hmm. almost made it or whatever, and like their their whole story leading up was like just epic, man. And you get you find yourself. I like. I think that. uh these type of stories are even more powerful than some of the ones that we experience on like 30 for 30 on like a Michael Irvin or somebody who's super famous already mm-hmm. because we can relate more to right. it. Right. Yeah. Like you see those people and you're like, Shh, fuck, that's me. Like I, yeah. I felt that way. Well, there's or, a lot of characters there. You could really like, you could identify with and you could see. Yeah. Yourself. Well, yeah. that's why some of the 30 for 30s are so good. Is because even though they're about these big name guys, it's never about their big name life it's about the things they did that we didn't know about yeah, that we story. can relate to yeah um but that's that's interesting the flow of sports because the question has been you know everyone feels like oh their story's good you know you know people tell me all the time oh you should do a reality show about me or should you make my movie into a life <laughs> uh, you know i mean my life into a movie 
but the truth is that, you know, I always go, why, why would I want to watch all your life? Give me the truth. You know, mm-hmm. like, like what's different about yours. And if I said, Hey, let's make a movie about Sal's life. Would you, would you invest in that? No. Cause it's not you. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, find that thing that's different than everyone else. And the thing for us that's different is that we actually ended in a tie 20 years ago that could have been played out and wasn't. So that is our saving grace, really. Otherwise, we're just two high schools that have a rivalry that really want to play each other. Because that same year, in 1986, they tied another school and never finished it. But no one gives a shit about that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it was, you know, the story wasn't there. Yeah. Um, But to find those stories, I think, are so important. Um, I think we need more of that these days. You know, we need those things where we go where we inspire people that are normal, you know, like, um, coach V, Mm -hmm. uh, said ordinary people do extraordinary things every day. Right. Um, and that's kind of how I feel like I want the show to be. I want the show to feel like everyone's like, dude, we should call, we should call them. Cause, cause, cause my brother should have been the, like, like he should have been the Olympic boxing, but, but they didn't give him a shot or whatever it is. Um, this is what flow sport. You got to look into the company yeah. and tell me what you think. Uh, it's, I used to, I followed them for a while because they actually reached out and interested in doing something. They wanted me to be uh, like an announcer. I, they found mind pump when we had just mm. started. I was so excited about what was going here. Plus they, they were, they're based out of Texas. I believe Do you remember where it was. I've yes, told you Texas. that we would have to consider moving that way. And I was just like, ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. And I just kind of, I, I let it pass and I was in contact for a little while with uh, one of the main guys and, you know, I followed some of their stuff. They have a cool little website. You have you can watch some of their teasers, but it'd be and it's like random sports too. Like a lot of sports that people are even unfamiliar with, but just mm-hmm. these great stories of these yeah. people that have done things that no one would normally find. They find they, and it's all done like kind of YouTube ish style, I guess you would say. Well, it's, well uh, sports are great because it, it condenses stories into these packages of you know periods of time that you can understand, and it's clear win lose. You know, struggle, victory. Um, it's really a metaphor for life, for lots of different mm-hmm. things. So uh, that's why sports are so compelling when there's a story. I mean, you telling this story. I haven't watched the video. I haven't seen any mm-hmm. of this. Uh, it's compelling to listen to. I feel uh, moved by what you're telling me. Um, it makes me feel um, emotion. Oh, and just imagine. I can't imagine I'm, watching yeah, it. Yeah, imagine when there's you know, the moments that you that are mm-hmm. captured. You yeah. know, like you said, zooming in on the two guys, hold, hugging each other out afterwards or the mm-hmm. camaraderie. I mean, just if you, were, also, if you were looking at that. There's being, also a very, very interesting contrast here going on, Adam. I mean, let's just look at Wally and Justin. You yeah. couldn't be more opposite looking yeah. right they couldn't be two different people and the way you're painting the picture or talking about the, the two teams it almost feels like that's probably you can probably just multiply that with your team and mm-hmm. he's got his team and it, they're just very different you know it's not yeah. it, it's it just makes for you couldn't have written it better right you can have made this shit up yeah they have a if, lot of flannel over there <laughs> yeah. we're chopping wood all day yeah. that's why we're so you know badass yeah, yeah. yeah the reason that all cars haven't gone electric is because they buy all the trucks still you know (laughs) there's just too much business coming out of there how far do man shit how far is the how far are the schools from each other it's it's probably like 12 miles or something it's not even that far i know it's hilarious it is though it's culture because you got what one school that's why i find it you guys one school's up in the what the mountains and the other one's on the uh, the beach yeah kind of closer to the beach um we have to be prepared to be flexible when it comes to this tv business right so um 
all the things that we're talking about, this is what's this is what's hard about our industry. Is like it, it all makes sense, right? Let's let's do seasons, find inspirational sure. stories, and then all of a sudden they'll be like, that's great. But we want Michael Strahan to be the host. And we want, I mean, this, <laughs> oh, this actually happened in the meeting. He's, uh, he's like, okay. hey, let's talk to Strahan. We'll, uh, we'll do this and that. We need celebrity driven. How about the guy who was in Magic Mike uh, from True Blood? I'm doing his next show. You know, he's really into sports. Maybe he could be the host. And I'm just like, what? What? Hold on, what? The guy from True Blood is going to what? Like, <laughs> he's going to tell my yeah, story? Yeah. How the fuck is that going to happen? He's going to sexify it. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, he's a very like, handsome what? guy, but <laughs> I don't understand what he We're has to do. we got to get the ladies involved, yeah. right? Yeah. I want to be the most handsome brown guy. I see. In the show. I don't need him there. <laughs> that's, that's the truth. I got it. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, you just have to be ready for it to change. But uh, but Stephen Michaels, who's actually Al Michaels' son, you know, from Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. The legend. Yeah, Al Michaels. Awesome. His son is, is an awesome producer, has produced like five or six of my favorite 30 for 30s. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, like all the good ones, like the Buffalo Bills one. And I mean, all those awesome ones. And uh, he's got a huge company called Asylum. And we're going to be going in to meet with them. And that meeting might turn into like, hey, let's make this a 90-minute feature film documentary let's go the award circuit let's try to mm -hmm. you know win sundance let's try to win some big things it could it, dude it totally could it be could. a movie and well, th that's interesting because i mean we were talking about this a little bit like the other night we we're kind of looking at all the film and all this and like trying to pick out like there's a lot of actual characters and now like going in that direction though now it's like you're, you're gonna replace this with actors and so that would be a totally different dynamic Oh yeah, well there's like the movie version which I could play the you. movie version. Well, how the wise. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I want Sal to play me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How the how the really <laughs> tight jersey? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like Chris way, Pratt, bro. Yeah. You got to get him for me. So otherwise, and you, you wear jersey number it. one, by the way. That's, oh yeah, uh, there you go. Number yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what are you like? 30, 36, like, just like nondescript, not 36. Who remembers, right? Bro, it, it's the magic Name a number. famous 36. Listen, I'm 36 right now. <laughs> I'm the famous one. Oh, really? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You're right, Jason. You're very famous. Yeah. Jason, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get it right. A, this, could be a, this could be a very good movie. You know, how the, yeah. fuck, As a documentary. How the fuck do you cut and edit this if you don't know if it's going to be a series, a 90 minute, an epic film? Mean, how do you do you that? You got to have your own vision. You, you cut it to where it's sort of like it could be longer or this is a taste of it so that's where we are right now so i have a 15 minute trailer right now and um i'm a, I, I i have to cut one down to five minutes also and then you just have to let go you just this is where yeah. it's hard for like a lot of filmmakers are annoying to people because they're like this is my vision this is of my course. dream and they don't realize that like look your dream and vision only works if you let go and let this other end of the business, which sure. has nothing to do with move, you know, with filmmaking. It has to do with, with distribution, you know? So it, can it, we, can let me ask you this, this 15 minute uh, clip or, or edited version or whatever that you have, uh, can anybody see that or is that under wraps? No, that's under wraps. Okay. That's just for these guys. And uh, okay. well, when do we get to see can it? Can we see we, it? Yeah, I, I want to see this. Now, yeah. let me ask I'm you this. Not gonna let, I'm not going to release this episode until you let us see it. That's <laughs> now, can, We're going to hold it hostage, bro, until you let us can, see it. Um, yeah. uh, is there anything that our audience can do to help? Uh, anywhere ah, they can go yeah. to promote to build up because I I would I I believe you know if there's enough uh, enough people behind it mm -hmm. um, really wanting to see it even through power through social media or whatever I can imagine that'll give you more power to uh, to to have your own creative expression out with this you know what I mean that's a good point I haven't even gotten to that point yet to think about you know, what kind of push we might need, but thanks for, for mentioning that. That's a good. Yeah, if there's anything like, like a Facebook page or anything like that, mm -hmm. because I'll tell yeah. you what, um, we'll flood it. I mean, our, our yeah. people are crazy. Yeah. Cause I'm not bullshitting yet. Uh, hearing that story got me really, I mean, I, I fucking really excited what? and moved and emotional. And awesome. we have an audience that is, 
I mean, they, we have a very loyal, um, uh, fanatical audience. They love the things that we love. Um, and I guarantee them listening right now are thinking the same thing. They're like, I want to fucking see this film. Well, how far are you from that 15 minute clip? How far away are you from that? Well, um, I mean, I could go sell the show like tomorrow. Um, the problem is that we don't know what they're going to turn it into. So, mm. so the nice thing is after working as much as I have in the industry, like I have a little bit of power to say, Hey, look, I want to dictate a little bit of where this goes. So in order to do that, you have to deliver more content and to deliver more content, it takes a lot of editing and uh, manpower and money. So I'm using sort of my social capital, my, my Hollywood capital to get it to that point. And, um, mm. but I think a feature film version is sort of the worst case scenario, which is a pretty good scenario. Right. right. And, and at the end of the day, it's like, like Justin said, it will live forever. Right. It'll, like that story that you heard in here in, for a few minutes can be told in a very dramatic, awesome way. <clears throat> to make it exciting and interesting, but I really do think there's a show. I really think that this is an ongoing series. I think like it would be awesome to inspire other stories, other people, other guys to get up and go do it. And if it's done in a format like that, I think that will do the trick. Um, But again, I've been wrong on every other project that i've done like when i <laughs> so i'm not gonna lie i mean it I love just that you evolves just and changes right let's away. just yeah. be honest yeah. so i've been wrong every time so oh, i love uh, that because that's been us too i mean we start with something and it turns into this yeah absolutely you, know, you just have to be flexible so. yeah you, you just know that you don't know but you do know you got something special and you do know that every guy in hollywood wants to believe that they're still athletic wants to believe that they could still do it uh, that's why like I get so much love because I'm with the UFC. Like I've been uh, working with Dana White and Lorenzo Fertitta for over 10 years. I'm doing the UFC movie with those guys, oh, okay. the film film. And I've been with Tap Out for over five years. And so I'm like the movie guy in that world. And every dude in a tie thinks they can fight. You of know? course. Every guy oh, in a yeah. suit was like, oh, I've done Taekwondo for 12 years. <laughs> and uh, I did this and that. Come on in. Oh, yeah. So uh, how long have you been doing jujitsu? You know, like you're just yeah. like, dude. And then every fighter, every athlete likes the idea of being an actor yeah. likes to be in movies you know justin was telling me that he, he really I mean, really wants to i want to express myself yeah he wants <laughs> to mean something yeah absolutely i told him he has a face for radio so take it in buddy <laughs> i can't look past the, sh- the athletic shorts and flannel i can't get to the face yeah. um you might see something else in there yeah <laughs> um but yeah, so it's, um, I think we're, we're in a good place. In fact, after this, uh, you know, later today, I'm meeting with the DeBartolos, um, who have been huge fans of the story, of the game. And they've said to me like, hey, you know, what do you need? What do you need to get to the next step? And, um, and it's just kind of like, you know, they don't need us, you know, they're building malls and they're worried about the 49ers and got all this stuff going on. And here they are excited about our game. In fact, I got to tell you a little little fun fact so we're in our locker room getting ready for the game and in walks in jerry goldstein and jerry goldstein is the guy who discovered Jimi hendrix he wrote uh, those old songs i want candy my boyfriend's back hang on sloopy these like iconic songs that that our parents grew up with right yeah. uh, he also owns war you know low rider he wrote that you know produced all that stuff sure. and, and he walks in our locker room he's 75 years old and all the guys are like who's who's that guy and i'm like jerry I'm like, what are you doing here? He goes, I wouldn't miss this for the world. You've been talking about it for a year. Wow. Flew in from LA and I'm like, wow, okay, great. Jerry Goldstein's here. And uh, I'm talking 
to Anthony DeBartolo Jr. after the game. I'm like, oh yeah, you missed it. It was epic. He goes, no, no, I was getting the play-by-play, man. I was at a NASCAR event. We were getting ready for for the Hall of Fame thing, but but uh, but Jerry had me on FaceTime. And I was watching, and I was no watching way. you guys play. Yeah, wow. He goes, he goes, oh, those some big hits there, man. And I'm like, wow, oh, yeah. that is like so. It went beyond our communities to people that didn't even know us that well. So um, we're really going to capitalize. It shows on that. that shows the virability for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. I mean, there's a million sports athletes that have great stories, and not to take away from them, but I, you know, I was hanging out with some of the giants with with Andres Torres and those guys, and and athletes will always be like oh, you should do my story. You know, I was so poor. We were living in the streets. We were eating garbage and we were doing this and that and we were wearing flannels and shorts and we, you know, it was... <laughs> and we overcame. Yeah, and we're we so overcame successful and, now. And, and uh, we're killing it. Now you're on our show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at this progression. Yeah. I mean, the fame is crazy. You know what I mean? And you realize... Um, and same like, with the fighters. The other guys name dropping and <laughs> I'm just doing things. So it, it's crazy. And you're catching all the names. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, but you realize like, yeah, those are all dramatic stories and it's awesome that you overcame them. But it's sort of like we've seen that, you know, people have seen the Rockies, they've seen the eight miles, they've seen this stuff. So you got to come in with something a little fresh, a little twist, you know, it's like you're, you have a better chance of making a movie if, if you were gay and rich and became an athlete now instead of just poor and sure, struggling. Sure. All right. You know, um, that's funny. Well, it's yeah. changed a lot. This yeah. is uh, this is captivating. So by the way, I just teed that up for Justin. He didn't take that joke. No, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm like trying to help you out so you seem a little funny to your audience. And yeah. he should have said, "Oh, oh, the Wally Rizaki story." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he can edit it now. Damn it! See? Yeah. <laughs> you did it to uh, yourself. Just try to help them out. <laughs> you know? uh, well, a um, super exciting. Cap- trying to be nice. Captivating story, man. Um, Thank you. And uh, I I wish you all the luck, but you don't need it. Uh, I'm t- uh, this is of course if I, not. If I had if I had enough money, I would give it to you and be like, here, let me well, invest somehow. What we will do since and since we've now you know kind of forged this relationship. I mean, Justin had been telling about telling you uh, telling us about you for quite some time, and so we've been meaning to get this together. So uh, you know, we'll have to follow this story. I'm I'm really interested in um, hearing the steps as you go through. So I hope you keep him in the loop and keep us in the loop. So. Yeah. I would love. To, I, I find this sort of the, this part of the business very fascinating too. A lot of you know, no one talks about this side of it. No one talks about everything you have to go through. And I was a small part of something that we tried to get off the ground. I was telling, sharing it with Justin and the boys that when we, I, I was part of some of the first uh, cannabis clubs that ever started in the Bay Area, and we actually documented that. Mm. But and we paid all this money to have it all shot, super professional cut. We had this great little teaser that we had that we released, and we were trying to pitch it to all these places and. You know, we had some great meetings that were lined up, almost went through and negotiating money. And then there was fear of, oh, my God, we're going to put all this stuff out there and where the laws are going. We're not sure. Like, mm. so, um, you know, I, I I was really intrigued to hear all this stuff because I, I got the chance to kind of go through it a little bit. And, you know, mine failed and never went anywhere. Spent a lot of fucking money and nobody's ever heard of it and knows what it is. And, you know, I, I like to hear how this this pans out for you and how, how you play your cards. And it sounds like this is not your first rodeo. So. Yeah, well, the mindset for me has always been that I do something where I can't fail, meaning that in a worst case scenario, this will be a movie that's in 100 theaters because I can get that done by myself with my own resources. Sure. I mean, even though it won't be a exactly what we want, it might make no money, but it's never going to just die on the shelf. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's that's where we that's how you have to think about it. You know, mm-hmm. so like I go into every meeting like that, you know, it's like where they can't say no to you. Um, 
you don't ask them. You just say, hey, here's what I'm going to do. You know, when I snuck into Dana White's office 12 years ago and pretended like I had a meeting and he got really upset and tried to kick me out, I was like, look, how are you going to say no if I don't want a contract? I don't want money. I'm going to go hit the ground. I'm going to go, you know, get feelers out and see what's going on out there in Hollywood for you. Like, you can't say no to that. You can't say I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, let me try. I, yeah. I, well, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So it's sort of you like can, you can get on board right now with yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. Or, or later, you know, but I mean, it's sort of like th- that, that idea that, you know, someone else is not going to dictate your future and the outcome of your project. Cause it's just, it's just too scary, you know, to just put so much you know, energy and effort into something that just kind of falls flat. Cause it happens to way too often. <clears throat> and you know, like your story, like the canvas thing, it sounds so good. Right. I mean, just like, like on paper, that should be interesting. That should be a sell. And all of a sudden it might be like, well, or is there animosity between you guys? Is someone getting married? Is there like, it like becomes about things you didn't even think about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like the Michael Vick show. I thought it was going to be a no brainer. Like here's the highest paid NFL player ever to go to prison and come out. And it's going to be epic. And BET wouldn't even call me back. Mm. Spike wouldn't even take a meeting. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I put all, you know, I spent like 50 grand of my own money on that. I convinced Mike to let me have the rights. He passed on ESPN, which would have paid him 700 grand. And he put all of his faith in me. And I'm, I can't even get a meeting in this thing. And VH1 calls VH1. Okay. For the Michael Vick show. (laughs) So I go, oh, okay. We got, well, I got to take this meeting. So we go in there and they're like, we were interested in maybe his girlfriend wanting to get married and he doesn't want to, so we can make it like a wedding thing. And (laughs) I'm like, you did hear me say Michael Vick, right? Right. Football player, dog fighting, social topic here. And it was just like, it's kind of disappointing, but at the same time, you just have to accept it. Sure. And you just got to go, I, I got to be okay being on VH1. Mm hmm. Because because my because we'll make it great. We'll make the right. best wedding, almost wedding story show about Michael Vick <laughs> yeah. ever. Almost wedding. <laughs> you know, I mean, you'll be crying at, like like at the yeah. wedding. You'll be awesome. Oh, Jeez, man. Yeah, Justin, man, I don't know what all the stuff you said about this guy. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I fucking love this guy. Yeah, I just brought him in. God you know? damn it. Yeah. Shit. Hey, thanks for coming in, man. I guess yeah. he's likable. It's yeah. a it's it's a real pleasure. And, and I got to say, for you guys, like. uh it was so cool. It was so awesome to find out that Justin was a part of Mind Pump. And, you know, I've been on the Rich Roll uh, podcast, you know, I've uh, been on some things and I thought it was kind of a big deal to be on these guys. And I see what you guys are doing. I'm like, oh my God, dude, SLV dude. Yeah. <laughs> big things, doing, man. Doing big things. It's and, exciting, man. And has ambition and all that. And it just made me, um, you know, real proud to to have competed with someone you know, doing things, uh, you know, like this. So it was awesome. Excellent, man. Yeah. I appreciate cool. it again. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to have you on for sure. We'll Definitely. have to do a follow-up. Vice versa, man. So, yeah. yeah, I'm stoked that you put this together. All right. uh, I'm glad to be a part of it. All right, listeners. Uh, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you get a free Mind Pump t-shirt. You can also check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Justin at Mind Pump Justin, and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. 
nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.